Spinning out of control, here we go Foot to the pedal, till it's touching the metal Let's rock and roll, yeah So they need to get them tigers to screech and I beat them Check the flags, last lap, nobody can beat them It's just that it's a party, put it on in the carpool And hear us talk a lot of NASCAR in the audio Singing loud, we don't just want it out of mode We're getting dirty around here, yeah We're in the mall. We're in the marbles Uh, we're in the marbles In the marbles Oh, I loved it That, that was pretty good That was, that was solid, yeah that was So good. welcome to episode 49 I've been to Marvel's <laughs> My name is Say. You can find me on Twitter at Soda underscore Hunter. And I am Ethan. You can find me on Twitter at Viva La Ethan. That's a little tribute to Bill Benis. Bill Benis. Big Billy. That's, that's his little his little flute intro and outro and everything. How you doing, man? I'm upset. Upset. I'm upset. What yes, about? I'm upset. I was at work earlier today. And our security uh, security cameras are right there, kind of where our registers are. And I looked up, and I think I'm balding. <laughs> I, but like, I wear a hat almost constantly. <laughs> so like, and plus, it was four thirty in the morning. So I'm thinking it was just because like my hair was parted. But like, you know what I mean? Like sometimes. Um, when you wake up and you like you don't comb your hair or something, mm -hmm. uh, it, like it looks <laughs> like you're—I don't know—but I'm upset because I guess I'm not upset because a lot of cool people are bald, like The Rock, yeah, or Stone Cold, or even like Will Smith's purpose. husband. They're bald on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> they're bald on purpose. Oh. I mean, like, there's a reason why they're bald, but they're also they chose to be bald the way they are. Yeah, you know, I I haven't quite got to the point where I'm going to shave my head yet, but it's going to happen probably eventually. Because do you think? Uh, well, not everybody's bald on purpose, like Will Smith's husband. I don't well, think. I, I I didn't mean necessarily that they were bald, but they were they they're looking the way I I'm ignoring this. By the way, they're <laughs> looking the way that they do because they chose to look that way based on their yeah. circumstances. Yeah, I, you mean, know I mean, like Stone much, Cold shaved his head because he was going bald. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he would love hair, but I mean, he still looks the way he does because he chose to do that. He's not wearing a wig or anything. Yeah, that's true. I think I don't know. I don't know, but like I have a real nice beard going on, so I always like the whole Triple H bald head, big beard thing. So uh, talking about Bill being this uh, big underscore Bane, I really hope that he brings back uh, Outsiders Beard Co. Because I could use some stuff right now. I still got a little bit from the last time. Last time he was in business with that. 
I've yeah, got I a do too. Oils and stuff. I haven't haven't used any in a little bit because I don't use them at work because I smell mm. like like I work in an oil field. I smell like kind of oil and stuff anyway, and yeah, it kind of defeats the point. I usually just use them when I'm going out or something. But um, so welcome to the to the balding club. Yeah, I welcome. Guess. I'm not I ready just, to declare that yet. Mm-hmm. Like I want to go back and after I take a shower or something and look. <laughs> see it again jessica says i'm fine but i'm i kind of expect her to say that you know when i ask her like am i too fat you know my wife makes fun of me so (laughs) 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 oh it's right on top of the back of my head oh that's where mine is stop no i i I also have it in the front of course like you have that that patch of hair that's like low on your on the middle of your forehead and it kind of goes back on the sides i have that going but I can cover that up just by growing more hair. I can't cover the back. <laughs> yeah. See, that's, I don't know. Like I'm, I hear you. I hear you. I discovered it during a haircut a couple years ago. I am too pretty for all that. You know, I can't go bald yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even 30 close to it, but no, gosh, dang. I had a cousin that went bald in uh, high school. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like you know, old man bald. You know yeah. what's even more annoying than um, going bald? What's that? Is my neighbor's dog, who I'm <laughs> sure you could probably hear in the background. I I don't, but oh, that doesn't gosh. mean that you know it won't show up on the podcast. Well, I know she well, I know she listens. So hey, Stephanie, I know do something. My dog um, shows up all the time, so it ain't no big deal. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. He's chewing on a hard plastic bone right now, so it's probably going to uh, it's probably going to make some noise here in a minute if you don't hear it already. But so episode forty nine, who do you have as a driver for number forty nine? Oh man, uh, Ken Trader. I figured when, you'd say that. Yeah, when he drove the carrot top, uh, what is it? One eight hundred call collect or something. Uh, it's it's either one eight hundred call att or one eight hundred collect. Yeah, C O L C T. Yeah. I don't know which one it is, but yeah, what an ugly car. It was. It was really <laughs> weird. But I, I every time I think of 49, I always think of him uh backing it into the fence at Pocono and he did oh, like yeah. this real weird spiral flip thing mm-hmm. against the wall. It was really cool. Yeah. Um to me, the that's a good one, but to me, the first thing that pops up. When I think of number 49 is Kyle Petty and the NWO 49. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's because, I mean, I was a kid, uh, I guess a teenager, I guess. When all that was going on, that car showed up on Nitro. Kyle Petty showed up on Nitro. Um, I guess they, they had they had it painted a certain way. If you look at photos of the car, like, like uh, glamour shots, basically, of the car. Yeah, or hero cars or something like that. The numbers look like they're spray painted on that matches the font. Yeah, but when you look at the car, like the die cast and the car actually showed up on the racetrack, the numbers are big blocky font number forty nine numbers. I think NASCAR disapproved the numbers. I never heard this officially, but I'm pretty sure because I, I remember them doing that one time with uh, I think it was Shane Meal. Ooh, they yeah. did that number thirty two. The the three and the two were like I think the the two was too small compared to the three so they forced them to um make the numbers bigger 
and equal on the side of the car. Like the uh, just the font style, the way it was, it was kind. Of, they they deemed it was kind of hard to read. Yeah. Um, I know they did something like that one time with Terry Labonte when he drove the forty four car. He wanted half his car painted like the Kellogg's car and half his car painted like uh, something else. I can't. I think it was his his other championship car. But they disallowed that. He had to run one uniform scheme. He couldn't do half and half. Which I don't understand that. But whatever. But yeah, I really, I think NASCAR came down hard on the, um, they came down pretty tough on the spray paint looking font because I think they figured it was hard to read. So they put these big blocky white numbers on the side of that NWO car and it just didn't look right. Yeah. It looked a lot better in the test shots. I kind of forgot it was 49, actually. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't. That was right in my wheelhouse. You were just a kid. What year was that? I want to say it was 97. Oh, yeah. Either nice. It had to be 97. I don't think it was 98. I I think it was 97. If it was 97, I was three years old. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was... um, 13 going on 14. Yeah, so that was right there, you know, prime prime time for me. Yeah. Um, Let's get into, right off the bat, let's go ahead and get the review for the Fantasy Cup. Okay. Out of the way. You want to do that? Yeah, we can definitely do that. Do you have the current, well, first off, I will say this, nobody won. Nobody won. Of everybody picked, there were so many different drivers picked, and I think only maybe three people repeated yeah. drivers. You know, like it, it wasn't there wasn't a whole lot of repeats this week, and everybody tended to kind of do their own thing, but nobody picked Joey Logano, the past champion, which is so funny to me. You know, because I mean Joey Logano is no slouch. Like he just, I mean, some people might put him on their nascar mount rushmore and i can't deny it you know because he is a two-time cup series champion he's definitely not on mine but i mean it's funny how nobody picked him and people have been picking him yeah like i think i think he's been picked every week every week it's awesome (laughs) (laughs) y'all it's tougher than it looks i mean me and ethan we just got one win a piece last year yeah and we didn't even we didn't have these these uh three in one year rules either. It was a little tougher last year than it is this year. It was. But still, who has two wins? William Byron. No, I'm talking about the, in the fantasy cup. Oh, nobody. Nobody has two wins. Right? There's a few people that have a win. There's a few. Yep. I'm one of them. You're one of them. I think there's what, maybe six wins out there total. Yeah, Justin, RJ, you, Matt, and I. Five. So five. Yep. Five wins, and I think probably three or so of those came on one race, right? Uh, yeah, the Kyle Busch one. Yeah, I mean, a few of them came on the uh, California race. So it's 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 tough. I I sure as heck thought I had a good pick. Yeah, I I went back and forth on different drivers. I was I was actually thinking about picking Josh Berry at one point too. Um. Nicole heard my reasoning for picking Josh Berry, but he got caught up in that crash 
and managed to finish 18th. I finished 17th with my pick, who was actually leading part of it in the last stage there. And I was like, man, I'm looking good right now. But then they just kicked him to the back. They ain't want nothing to do with him up front. It's just, it's tough. Yeah. Your pick was Blaney, correct? It was. And he was, yeah, he was fighting all day long just to get back on the lead lap. Man, he was stellar. He was stellar all, because I think he got that speeding, uh, pit road speed, speeding penalty, I think late stage two. Or no, no, that's not right. Late stage one? Yeah, I think it was stage one. And man, because pit road, you know, they, they changed it where you pit road entrance is off of turn three, which is unheard of. That's a yeah, golly. That's something we didn't go over last week that they, 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 they changed the uh, pit road entrance. Very strange. Martinsville. The way it was. Yeah. Very strange. It looked like uh, looking at a video of the trucks testing. It was like Martinsville. I mean, not uh, North Wilkesboro is kind of that way too. Yeah. But at Atlanta, that is really weird. Um, but I mean, I guess it worked out. There wasn't but a few speeding penalties. There was a, there was a couple, but it wasn't like the whole field was doing it. And Kyle Bush was not one. <laughs> well, when he come out of that pit stop fast, I sure did. <laughs> oh, I was. He gained a lot of spots on one, one of those pit pit stops. Oh man, I was like, oh, here he comes. I I'll tell you what I saw where it said it was either plus eight or plus six. I'm not, I think it was plus six and I was like, Oh no. Oh gosh. I held my breath for a good mm-hmm. commercial break. Well, it turned out he just didn't get it full fuel. Yeah. So he had to pit a little earlier than everybody else, but it worked out because everything all run green anyway. So, but yeah. Um, so do you want to run down the point standings so far in the in the Marvel's Fantasy Cup? Absolutely. So we for the first time this season we have a dec- like a a, a dis- what's the word I'm trying to say? Dis- decisive. Decisive. Thank you. Decisive point standings leader, which is Justin. He was the first out of all of our participants, including ourselves, to hit 200 points. He is first in our point standings with 200. 205 points and one win. John Brown is second, 187 points. RJ back to third uh, with 178 points and one win. Billy is fourth. Fifth is Drew. Caitlin and I are both tied in the sixth with 163 points. Jessica is right there in eighth with 162. You are ninth. With 155 points and one win. Matt is 10th with 152 points and one win. Nicole is 11th. 12th is Josh. 13th is Rock. 14th is Joe. 15th is Tim. And Jody is sitting in 16th. I went from 3rd to ninth with a 17th place finish. I... Almost saw it coming when I saw who you picked. I was like, well, that's real. That's a, that's either you're all in or you are all out. <laughs> but man, he was, he was up there. He was up there for a good little bit on that last day. He did. And they just kicked him out. You texted me when you said, look at that. And I said, I replied, do you remember what I replied? Um, I don't actually, I have to go back and look. I put LOL. <laughs> yeah. Cause I knew what was about to happen. <laughs> that was awesome. Well, it didn't happen at Daytona. It did not. Yeah, it was a so, great. I pick. mean, well, I looked at last year's races and I thought of a couple of people. Every single one of them I thought of wound up 
not being the best pick, except for maybe Corey LaJoy as a pick. Right. But I wasn't going to put any faith in that. Oh, I can't. No, I'm right there with no. you. Um, maybe next time they go to Atlanta. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Maybe next time they go to Atlanta. Maybe next season. Two races in a row. Last two Atlanta races in a row where he was running in the top five at the end of the race. Right. So, I mean, there's something there with Corey LaJoy in this track. But, yeah, uh, one of those races last year, I think Stenhouse finished in the top five, and then the other race, he blew a tire while leading. Yeah. You know, so, like, and he won the Daytona 500. How could you not consider him a favorite? Absolutely. I mean, you know, it, so I was just like, save the big picks for later. Pick somebody like Stenhouse when you need him for something like this, and he failed. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's all good. Ryan Blaney coming home seventh wasn't exactly how I, I, the whole race, I was like, oh, Ryan Blaney's going to win. He's going to do this. And oh, man, I can't wait. But yeah, we finished seventh, and I thought it was a great rebound. Kyle Bush finishing 10th. Um, yeah, I mean, but I think I have, I'm playing it safe this weekend at uh, Coda. Do you already have your driver picked? I have an idea. I'll see how they qualify. I'm going to go ahead and how they practice and all that. I'm going to go ahead and say mine. I'm going to play it real, real safe because right now I feel like I'm bleeding and I'm just trying to stop the bleeding when it comes to losing more points. <laughs> so it's always a gamble, but I'm pretty, it's a pretty safe bet. I am going with Kyle Larson. Okay. Um, I'm looking at somebody who just got finished having two top fives. So I'm looking at them. You know, maybe don't say it. Oh, okay. If if you see it, don't say it. Just to, you know, there's there's precedent for why I would pick him at some at a track like this. I think I know who you're so, talking about. Probably do, but I'm gonna see how the qualifying and the practice turns out because I got two two or three drivers in mind, and we'll see how it goes from there. Interesting. There's also a lot of drivers coming up. We'll we'll, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about Coda later. Um, let's talk about. Uh, this past weekend a little bit. Um, oh, by the way, didn't Tim pick Brad Keselowski? He did. So close. So close. <laughs> Could you imagine? I was pulling for Brad. I was pulling for Brad. If if Tim and Jody like pick the same driver and they both and that driver wins at Coda, <laughs> that would skyrocket them. Oh man, that's awesome. Um, real close, real close. Well, let's talk about this past weekend a little bit. Um, I didn't get to watch the Xfinity race. I got to see a little bit of the trucks. Uh, the trucks looked like a pretty good, decent race. There were a few crashes, but it wasn't nothing crazy. It wasn't like the Xfinity race. The Xfinity race, did you get to see any of that? I know you didn't get to watch it live. But did you ever get to go back and look at the highlights or catch up to what happened? Honestly, I, I didn't see any of the trucks or Xfinity. I just, I kind of just kept up with Twitter. Um, no, mm -hmm. I did not get a chance to go back and watch it. Well, you had a, I didn't go back and watch it either, but you had a pretty good idea of what was going on with Twitter because Twitter was crazy. Oh yeah. The next Xfinity race you had, I think at one point there, there were like, what 20 laps of green flag racing and 32 laps of caution or something it was like the caution laps were beating the green flag laps. oh man <laughs> oh and 
one one wreck took 20 minutes to clean up they just kept right they run two laps and wreck two laps and wreck and josh williams so he he got caught up in one of these wrecks right and it's kind of far along in the race here but nascar you can tell is getting fed up with all the cautions they're getting aggravated because it doesn't look good for them i mean i think um Oh, I forget who said it, but one of the guys that got crashed out actually called it an embarrassment of the sport. You know, in a a post-crash interview, he actually called it embarrassing to be out there. And I think most of it was directed towards the track. These drivers do not like this track. Yeah, I don't know any of them that do. But (laughs) Josh Williams, he he came in to get repaired during caution. And Okay, you you have your you, you come in, you get repaired. They have this tape that uh, sticks, you know, body pieces pretty much molds the car when it's damaged. Sticks pieces back on it. Uh, we they always call it two hundred mile an hour duct tape. It's a bondo, is what it is. And on a cold day, it doesn't necessarily stick that well. And Atlanta was cold this weekend. I know I live pretty close to Atlanta. Okay. I live pretty close to Atlanta and it was cold here. So he goes back out there. I guess they got the green and a piece of tape flies off the car. Not a body piece, just a piece of tape. NASCAR has to throw a caution. They do something I've never seen them do before. They parked the car because tape came off his car. Yeah. I've never seen them do that before. I mean, didn't like Chase Elliott just lose a bumper? Not too long ago, and they threw the caution and let him keep going. I believe it. Yeah, it was at the Roval, I believe. Yeah, it was something like that. I mean, it was such a bad call. They were, what, what was it? They were fed up with how many cautions it was. Like it had anything to do with him. You know, he got caught up in a wreck and he had a little piece of tape fly off. So they, they, they got so aggravated. They told him to park it for not, not repairing his car properly. And Josh Williams, justifiably, you know, he said that's that's a that's a bad call. That's a really bad call. I, it's it's in the rule book, but I have never seen anybody get have you have that enforced on them. Never. So he gets down there and he pulls a dirt track move. He gets in front of the flag stand, and he parks the car, gets out of it under caution. It's all under caution, so he didn't do this under green. He got out of it and walked to pit road. Waving to the fans, waving to the press box, and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> what did you think of that? Uh, well, you know, I, first thing I thought of was if Kyle Busch did that. But my Kyle Busch wouldn't have got black flag. <laughs> my he wouldn't have got parked for tape coming off his car, right? But I mean, just imagine whatever the situation is. If Kyle Busch would have done that, that Twitter would have <laughs> blown up. Uh, you know, I. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, holy moly. (laughs) I was more kind of floored. I was, you know, more like shocked. Like, whoa, what happened? Why? What is this? Because I remember seeing it right as soon as I got off work. And I was, I still got 30 minutes to get home. And then by the time I got home, I wanted to take a shower and stuff like that. So I totally missed it. Never went back to watch it. But I was, I was seeing things on Twitter that was, speculating what his penalty would have been and my goodness i was 
terrified for him because for everybody that doesn't watch Xfinity, Josh Williams, he does not drive a premier race car. He is definitely underdeveloped as as you could possibly get in the Xfinity series. And even when he got to the pit stall, you saw one of the NASCAR officials say, Hey, you need to go to the in, uh, in infield care center. And he says, no, I'm not going. What are they going to do? They're going to find me. It's fine. I can't pay it anyways. You know, and then Denny <laughs> Hamlin, I hope I'm not jumping ahead of you. Soda. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Denny Hamlin tweet, you know, uh, of course, NASCAR social media puts that, uh, what kind of looked like it was kind of behind, you know, uh, behind, uh, what's backstage type of feeling to it. Like mm -hmm. whoever posted that, I don't know if they wanted that to be out there or something, but it was out there and NAS NASCAR, uh, Twitter posted that video, whether it was from an official or not, uh, Denny Hamlin gets on there and says, don't worry, I'll, I'll pay your fine which is very admirable. <laughs> um, and I think that's the exact reason why NASCAR, uh, which came out with the penalty today, um, I think that's why NASCAR did not penalize him any money. Uh, I think so, too. They knew he couldn't afford it. Right. And then, I mean, it was it's kind of silly and, to, to penalize the money or points because he's not really a factor at all. Well, and he didn't cost anybody else anything. Right. It ain't like he went out there and took out the leader. Right. You know, or, or threw somebody into the wall or something like that. He didn't cost anybody anything. It was already under caution. He just parked the car and walked off. Right. They they gave him a disciplinary penalty. I was like, oh, shut up. Right. Which is the penalty, which I was, yeah, I heard it was going to be a 10 race penalty, half a million dollars, nah. all that stuff. Nah. And I was nah. like, well, that's seems very very harsh and all the all the penalty was was a one race suspension which is fantastic <laughs> nobody lose money well, i mean you're gonna lose money but like not an astronomical amount of money so i was really cool oh i have to miss the road course Darn exactly it. <laughs> i i have to i can't are you telling me that i can't race the next race with that big windshield wiper oh man <laughs> i have to miss a four mile road course man uh, I'll never do it again. I promise. No joke. Great timing. <laughs> he don't care. He don't care. No. Did you hear his response to it? Uh, I read his statement. Yeah, he don't yeah. care. His response on Sirius XM was, um, he'd do it again. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, it's just, why should he care? He made a statement. Uh, NASCAR's response to it was, there's certain ways that you can go about letting us know that you don't like the call. Right. Oh yeah, sure. Wait till after the race and go to a trailer and say, Hey, I didn't like the call. Okay. Well, bye. Right. Yeah. No, make your statement, park your dang car out there on the front straightaway, like a dirt track. I was, it'd be funny if he climbed up the grant of uh, the flag stand. <laughs> right. I'm surprised that all he did was wave the peace sign rather than, you know, minus yeah. a finger. Well, see that would have been a fine. Oh yeah, for sure. He, he knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. He never did anything vulgar. He never did anything to jeopardize anybody else. He just parked his car. He made his statement. And NASCAR really didn't make one back. It was suspended by one, one race. Yeah. I mean, he don't care. I, his sponsors are all in on him. I saw tweets from his sponsors. Oh, yeah. You know, talk about, you know, it, well, it's like some kind of hotel chain or something, isn't it? I honestly don't it, know. 
it's something, it's some kind of travel thing. I don't know if it's travel or hotel or something, but they were talking about park, whatever with us, you know, like after the fact, <laughs> sponsors are all in it. They're getting all sorts of publicity from it. They don't care. It's half the time. That's more important than actually winning the races. Yeah. You know, get your name out there, get your car out there. But man, uh, and speaking of Denny Hamlin, he's, he, he's making it really difficult for me to actually hate him. And I don't want to like him. Like I don't, I don't like him on the track at all. And I hope Ross Chastain puts him in the wall every chance he gets. Yeah. I mean, if I'm being honest with myself, right. because I don't like the way he is on the track, but on Twitter, he's hilarious. He really is. Like he's, he's one of the funniest people. There's, there's something coming up later with him and Brad Keselowski that he put a tweet out there with. Right. Do you, do you know about the Brad oh, Keselowski? Yeah, thing? I know about it for sure. <laughs> Um, I had, they had a pretty good finish, uh, in Xfinity, a little crazy crash at the end of it, but, uh, had an interesting fun finish anyway. I can't even tell you who won though, I'm being honest. Um, the, uh, cup race though, let's go into the cup race a little bit. Um, before we do though, uh, let's take a quick break. I want to talk about skinnymixes.com. Uh, it's a website. If you go, get guys go to it, you'll, uh, See, also, it's a syrups and drink mixes and all sorts of stuff like that. Uh, all sugar-free. Some of it caters to the keto diet as well. That's what me and my wife are doing. We have a cabinet full. Uh, well, it's kind of running low. We got maybe two flavors. We got three or four bottles of two flavors. But we got an order on the way, actually. Uh, she told me that after she listened to last week's podcast. Like, oh, I just made an order after you said that. Like, okay, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Good. Because uh, we're running low on some some of these flavors. So, uh, we like to mix it up a lot, so we usually keep about six, seven, eight different types of things underneath it, underneath the cabinet over here, and um, love the website, love the uh, products. We have been doing it for probably about a year, maybe more by now, and uh, now if you go to checkout and you use the code MARBLES at checkout, you'll get 10% off your first order. Um maybe even more than your first order because it actually worked for us. So just try Ooh. it. Find something you like. See if uh, the code marbles will work, whether you've ordered from them or not. And I'm sure you'll find something that uh, you're going to enjoy. So go check them out. The following announcement has been paid for by the Pulling Up a Chair podcast. Tim here host of the Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shop podcast. If you're a fan of wrestling figures and the artists that take them to the next level, then I've got a favor to ask of you. Come check out my podcast, Pulling Up a Chair. Each episode, I sit down and talk to figure customizers, figure photographers, set builders, figure collectors, podcasters, and even pro wrestlers. Just search out Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shot wherever you get your podcasts, and I hope you'll join me next time right here on Pulling Up a Chair. So how do you make a commercial about something so random? I don't know. You make it pretty random. That's right. So if you enjoy lots of random stuff like food... 
or top fives. Random facts. Dirty facts. I try to keep them clean. She tries. Uh, But come listen to Tales from the Estate. We have lots of fun. We try to drop shows every week. Try. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. The kids are the kids are a bear. They are. Uh, but yeah, come listen. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. All right, let's get into the Atlanta Cup race real quick. All right. What is your overall thoughts on the Atlanta Cup race? Did you think it was a good race? Did you find it entertaining? Did you find it kind of boring? Uh, what do you think? Uh, I didn't find it boring. Uh, I didn't find it like super entertaining. I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, it wasn't quite like last year. Right, year's. yeah. I think a lot of people were contributing that to the age put on the track. Yeah. Like the new pavement. Now it's, now it was really slick and you kind of saw people wash up the track. So the high line wound up being the preferred line. So people just rim ride around the racetrack, usually in single file because the minute somebody dipped down to try to pass anybody, nobody went with them and they'd go to the back. You know, because now all of a sudden at this type of track, you need help. Right. When you never really had to have that before. So, um, yeah, with you, it wasn't as fun as last year's races. I'm curious to know how this track is going to evolve with the surface getting more and more wore out. It might end up looking a lot like the, uh, might end up looking like a lot of Daytona, Daytona races from like, the 70s yeah that's exactly eventually. what i was thinking like daytona from like the the 80s type thing like i get it mm-hmm. yeah yeah handling and become a premium uh you won't be on top of each other because you won't be able to to deal with it um i mean you saw it in this race i don't know how many i mean i know people are doing it but i don't know how many drivers are actually blaming chastain for that wreck that happened with harvick they love to blame him for stuff. And I haven't seen too many people actually blame Chastain for that. Yeah. Because he, he, he run up on him fast, but he didn't turn him around until Harvick was already spinning out. Right. I mean, you, you halfway agree with me. On oh, that? I 100%. Like, he's the reason. He's the reason why he spun out. Yes. Chastain is the reason why Harvick spun out, but it's because he ran up on him so fast and kind of changed lanes behind them. But he didn't physically spin him out. Uh, he got loose with all the air buffering behind the car. You know, picking up the rear wheels, um, changing the downforce on the rear spoiler, all sorts of stuff. Because the one's moving. He's like, it. I think he what he was doing was he was going high, but he had such a fast run on him that he realized that if he was he wasn't going to clear him, and if he kept going, he was going to spin him out. So he swung back down directly behind Harvick. But when he did that, he completely changed all the air and it got Harvick loose. And then that's when Chastain hit him. That's what it looked like. Yeah, I didn't even know Chastain even made contact with him, even during the spin. Uh, I think the only thing that really saved uh, Ross Chastain was the fact that Kevin Harvick is extremely knowledgeable and he knows what's going Mm -hmm. on around him in that race car because he is so talented uh, that the uh, post rate, not post race, but uh, after he got out of the in care, in care, 
Oh my gosh. Infield care center. <laughs> Infield care center. Uh, yes. <laughs> he made that, you know, he said like, Hey, no, he didn't do anything. I just got loose. Like it happens. So yeah. uh, good on Kevin Harvick for, you know, for kind of leading the the narrative on that one. He, you know, I think that's the only thing that saved Ross Chastain. Well, Byron also, um, cause he was caught up in that, that junk too. He, he noticed it too. He noticed that the one didn't, actually physically spin the four out and even clint boyer at one point on the broadcast come back through and said no he's there's a gap there's a gap between him and harvick when harvick's getting right. loose so you know thankfully as a chastain fan you know because he does get involved in some stuff he's a really aggressive driver everybody was pushing everybody in this race and it would be the one time that you know the one pushes somebody that he gets loose and spins out and causes a crash right but he didn't physically push him this time. It was just kind of an air thing and it happens. And it's, it probably was on Chastain for not realizing the kind of effect he would have. But then again, Chastain is what in his third full season. Yeah. Something like that. Third or fourth full season. He's hasn't been here in top notch equipment very long. Right. This is his probably his second full season in top notch equipment. Cause I would say last year he got there with the top notch equipment. And then this year is the second year there as far as at that level, like he has been here before, but just not that level. Yeah. That's something he, rem- he reminded us all at Martinsville. He's like, just a couple years ago, I was happy to finish on the lead lap, you know, in the 77 car or whatever it was right. sponsored by a podcast. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm glad that this one wound up not hurting him so bad as far as that goes. But did you happen to see, I'll get off Chastain just a little bit here, but do you happen to see the, um, the little, run in with him and Bowman at the end of the race? Uh, I didn't see it, but I did see Bowman over there talking to him while he was still strapped in his car. And I was like, I wonder what they're talking about, but I never, I never saw what they were mad about. I'll tell you. And this is people trying to find something to not like Chastain about as far as drivers go. So apparently with about 15 laps to go, Chastain and Bowman made an agreement. You know how that goes. They made an agreement on the track. They're going to stick together. And when a run goes, they're going to go with the other one. Okay. Last lap. Coming off turn two. The run's not there. Chastain's behind Bowman. The run's not there. Chastain goes with the run. He passes Bowman. He goes with the outside lane or middle lane or whichever it was. And he passes him. I think he finishes ahead of him too. And leaves Bowman out. Yeah, it's the last lap. You gotta you gotta do what you can do to win. If he's not going and you see other people are going, you go with the other people that are they're moving. You're not you're not even on the same team. You know? So yeah, and they come to the finish line and turn one, Bowman's like running all over Chastain on the cooldown lap. And then they come to the pits and Bowman's sitting there arguing with them and they show the in car camera Chastain on Twitter. He's just a smile and talking to him. It's like, dude, you know, you you weren't going. There was another run. I I, I tried to get a bit better position. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Right. <laughs> Isn't that dumb? That's why he was mad. Ah, oh, man. I mean, <laughs> I uh, I don't know where he where did he finish at. Oh, Chastain, I think finished thirteen. Okay. I think Bowman finished uh, two or three spots behind him. He was another one of those guys that was up front near the end of the race and got shuffled back. It's like nobody wanted him up there, so they just 
booted them to the back, just like Stenhouse. That's the only bad thing about the restricted plate races, or I'm sorry, the super speedway races. I'll stop calling them that one year. Um, when you, you, you can be so good at maneuvering yourself to get up there, but if people don't want to help you, they're not going to help. Right. You. I, that's really aggravating about those races, but it is what it is, I guess. But, um, how did, uh, how did your driver Kyle Busch do? Uh, I think he ended up finishing 10th. Yep. Kyle Busch finishes 10th. Ross Chastain finishes uh, 13th. Alex Bowman finished 14th. So. God, Bowman finished right behind Chastain. I don't know what he thought. I don't know. That's, that's stupid. That's ticky tack. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> um, Trying to think if there's anything specific to talk about with this race. Uh, Logano led most of it. Brad Keselowski did really good. He's been solid. He's been really solid this year so far. Uh, top fives. A lot of top fives this year, yeah. I think. I got an idea of some tracks to pick for him later on in the Fantasy Cup. Ooh. Because now you got to start seriously looking at RFK. Yeah. They, I mean, they're up there. I already picked them once this year, but I I got some ideas for some other places to pick Heck up. Heck yeah. So... Like I said, Joey Logano wound up winning the race. Passed Brad Keselowski on the last lap. Really, it's I don't like Logano, but it was a fun finish. Just, man, I kind of wish Brad Keselowski just held on to it. Oh, yeah. I speaking of Logano, I got my card in. Oh, did three. you? And he was nice enough to send me two cards of the person that uh, should have won the race, too. Was that Kevin Harvick? Kevin yeah. Harvick. <laughs> His pick. Fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, he sent me two foil cards of uh, Kevin Harvick. Well, well, Drew is actually sending me a little something, something in the mail, and I'm not going to say it <laughs> yet because it's not here yet. But I'm not saying that Drew's not going to send it. But I'll uh, I'll be posting pictures of, of it when it gets here, and I cannot wait. <laughs> uh, cool deal. But um, thanks again, Drew, for putting up the uh, prize. I think. The next prize is going to be on. It isn't going to be on our one year because Bristol Dirt's happening a little earlier yeah. this year. It's like two weeks earlier, a week and a half earlier than it was last year. So, I think our first, our next prize is going to be a, a T-shirt giveaway for Bristol. Dirt. Awesome. Considering Bristol Dirt is kind of the the inspiration behind the main logo. Yeah. You know, with the dirt and all that, kind of the mud kind of mixed in with the uh, in the Marvels logo that we have. I kind of feel like that's a good giveaway for Bristol absolutely Dirt, is one of the in the Marvels t shirts, one of your choice, but I recommend the main logo. But if you would like a throwback uh, weekend of tradition or throwback a racing tradition, throwbacking a racing tradition or whatever it is, uh, I can't remember off the top of my head which one went with what. But if you would like one of those shirts too. You know, it's whichever. But that'll probably be Bristol Dirt. Nothing for this weekend because, honestly, me and Ethan don't really like Yeah, races. I hate it. <laughs> I hate them. Well, um, before we preview Coda, is there anything else you want to talk about with Atlanta? I don't have anything right off the top of my head. It was just a real fun race, I think. Yeah, it. there's nothing that lingers with it. Right. Right. It. It had an interesting thing with the track aging and everything being real, everybody being real loose. And 
some of the players up front were in, was interesting, like Corey LaJoy finishing in the top five. That's interesting. Brad Keselowski almost winning the race was fun, but then Joey Gano kind of spoiled it. So, you know, it's you – know, the race is just whatever. It happened. It's I'm curious to know what happens to the track in the future. Yep. See how Absolutely. It goes. That racetrack is going to be wicked fun to watch here in the next probably two to three years. We uh, do have a question before we get into Coda. It comes from Tim. Yes. He wants us to explain the Hendrick penalty. Yes. For this past week. Now, we, we also saw that everybody's appealing. Everybody's appealing everything. Right. right. Trying to get their points penalties and their money reduced and all that kind of stuff. So, do you want me to go into it or do you want to explain uh, it? I mean, I can I can explain it if, if you don't want to. I don't care. You can go so, ahead. If you want, you want to try to piece together everything that's, that's happening yeah, here. Yeah, so he's referring to the louvers, right? Yes. So, the louvers on this next-gen car, the hood of the race car has what looks like Vince, and that's what, what it is. It's Vince. Uh, so, when you get into clean air, which means that if there's no race cars in front of you, you just have the wide-open air, that air will go through the front of the race car, which is where the grill is, and what they do, what that air does is it it sucks the front end of your car closer to the ground, which means more downforce. It also uh, helps cool your brake rotors, but that air is now trapped in your hood, like uh, under your car. Uh, which, if you get sideways or if you spin out, that could be obviously uh, detrimental going airborne. So NASCAR for this next gen car created what's called louvers, which are what looks like little vents on top of the hood when that air goes through the grill and is you know creating all that downforce that air has to go somewhere so it goes out the vents and it can go either up above your race car and to the spoiler giving you a little bit more downforce or it goes to the side of the race cars and has side force uh what hendrick and now i'm not sure what hendrick did i don't know if they added another little split uh, like a little splitter thing, or if the vent splits were just a little bit too thick. What you can do at that point is manipulate how much side force you have. So how much air is coming out from the hood into the sides of the race car, which could make you a lot faster. Or, you know, if you do it wrong, it can make you a lot slower. But nine times out of 10, these guys who are working on these race cars, they are, sorry, these men and women that are working endlessly on these race cars they're almost they're not almost they are absolute mad scientists trying to figure out how on earth can we you know get just one tenth faster than everybody else because that one tenth is going to add up so i'm not exactly sure what hendrick tried to do i think it was they made the splits a little bit thicker do you know much about that all i know is that they manipulated it i know they have a gripe about why they were penalized and I do understand what their gripe is like basically, okay. The rule is you cannot manipulate a single source part. Yes. That's what this is. This is pretty much anything on the body is this way. It comes from NASCAR. You purchase it from NASCAR. You install it. That's it. You can't change it. You can't modify it. You can't do anything with it. You put it on the car. But at the beginning of this year, this is Hendrick's side of the story. 
at the beginning of this year, all these manufacturers have, they've proposed different versions of these things. Like I know Ford has a new front end. And from what I understand, Chevy has new louvers on the yes. hood. And according to Hendrick, the pieces that they bought from NASCAR did not line up with Chevrolet's manufacturer specifications for the louvers. So they felt it was in their right to manipulate the, the louvers. I hate saying that word to um, meet the manufacturer, you know, standards. And obviously NASCAR did not feel that way. If NASCAR's eyes, uh, if we had wanted you to run Chevrolet's, whatever, you know, whatever they had in mind, if we wanted you to run that, we would have given it. Right. To you. Right. So, and Hendrick saying it's a uh, lack of communication. NASCAR says it's a cut and dry rule. Don't mess with these parts. You get what you get and don't mess with them. So we'll see how that goes. But man, the fines and <sighs> that whole organization was fined $400,000. Yeah. And four crew chiefs were suspended for what? Six races. Yeah. And it's a hundred driver points apiece and owner points. And on top of that, Justin Haley was part of the group. Like he's not Hendrick, but he was part of it because I guess they did the same thing. Maybe they helped him with his car or something. I don't know how that works. I don't know. I don't know what team is helping what other teams. Cause I know like Toyotas are all being helped by Joe right. Gibbs. I mean, they were, I, don't, I think Joe Gibbs might be the only Toyotas out there now. No, I guess 2311, but that's still a Joe Gibbs kind yeah. of thing. Um, Maybe it's the same thing with Hendrick. Maybe Hendrick's helping out a lot of Chevy teams. I I don't know. I you know I know there's some of them that that are not associated with Hendrick at all. And I guess the 31 car kind of is because he had the exact same problem. And the problem with the 31 car is that Justin Haley, when he got fined a hundred, um, he got docked a hundred driver points. He didn't have enough points to right. cover it. So he actually started off the next race, uh, this past race here at Atlanta, with negative 40 I was going to say, have we ever <laughs> seen negative points in NASCAR? No, I've, I've never heard I've of that. I've never heard of that. Yeah, that uh, that penalty was massive. But they're all appealing it. Every single one of them are appealing the penalties. And um, we'll see what happens from there. But I don't think they're – I mean, it's a cut and dry rule. Yeah, I mean, if – I. I I if I was calling, I would be, okay, you're going to tell me exactly what's wrong with this. You're going to tell me exactly what I need to do to get out of this. Because, I mean, for the first time ever, there's a NASCAR team in debt to NASCAR when it comes to points. That's <laughs> wild. That is insane. Well, it and it's big, big playoff implications on the points, too, because you're deducting playoff points, yeah. too. Like the 24 car has two wins. He got... 10 playoff points deducted. That's huge. And when all these guys went so far back in the field, they're, they're like, they, they parked the haulers based on owner points. And all of a sudden these Hendrick cars, they're being parked back there with like, uh, the, the petty group and, um, college racing and all those. they're, they're being parked back there with the back, yeah. the, the backfield fillers. When they've always been up there with Gibbs, you know, and, and whoever else is a really big, you know, RCR or whatever. They've always been up front, like the first line of haulers. 
and now they're in the back and it's gotta be like it's like man you're in the you're in the wrong neighborhood right. <laughs> i think that's what noah grayson actually says like welcome to the neighborhood no joke. i don't think they're gonna be there for very long i can assure you of that um i think it's gonna be a struggle if they don't win to get back in the top 16 i mean that's 100 points are dude. you are you talking about hendrick or are you talking about the 31 the uh, well, thirty-one. Yeah, done. yeah. Um, I'm talking about Hendrick. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a struggle for some of these people if they don't, you know, if they don't. Um, like, I guess Bowman is uh, not Bowman. Um, Byron is in right now because he's got the most wins. Right, Obviously, he's got two wins. He's going to be in. There, there's not going to be that many drivers with two wins. That's just not enough races. But man. You look at the you look at the the forty eight. He's it's going to be a, a a challenge if he doesn't win a couple races. It's going to be a challenge, man. I think uh, I think I read somewhere that Alex Bowman is only twenty third in points. Maybe after this race, maybe. Um, because he was in the thirties. Oh, was he? Yeah, last week after this hundred point penalty, everybody was not way down, like way down. Like Kyle Larson, he keeps like wrecking, you know. Like he had a couple of good finishes, but then he like had a he had a bad race. Um, I think went in California where he had like mechanical problems and he wrecked this week. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I I just I don't think it's gonna be a cut and dry easy thing. You know, I think they're gonna be fighting if this hundred point stands, and then at the end of it, they're not gonna get the playoff points. You know, it doesn't matter what they do. If they're going to be docked 10 points uh, in the playoffs, I mean, Byron had a good a good lead Yeah, right now with two two wins like that. But now then, that matters. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be a struggle. I just think it's going to be a struggle. I mean, oh, it's definitely going to be a struggle for sure. Right now, I'm seeing that William Byron is still credited with uh, number one in the point standings, but that's just based off two wins. He only has 55 mm -hmm. points. So that would lead him, let's see, it would put him 28th if he didn't have those two wins. But right now I'm seeing, uh, well, let's see, Alex Bowman is listed 21st in points with 85 points. Uh, let's see, Chase Elliott, this is 31st, but we all know what's going on with him. Uh, Kyle mm -hmm. Larson is listed as 32nd in points with 49, Man. or I'm sorry, with 43 points. It's like they took... Um, two and a half races off. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. The points equivalent to that. If you got max points, it's like taking two and a half races where you got max points off. I mean, With some of these guys, it's like taking three or four races off because that's how many points you'd accumulate in three or four. Races. That's true, but like I'm looking at the point standings right now, and I don't think Hendrick is going to have a problem getting back into the playoffs because Alex Bowman right now is 21st. People. Like the the people in front of Kyle Larson, who's the lowest in the points for her, Hendrick is thirty second. We have Cody Ware, her uh, Harrison Burton, um, the Ten Car, Ryan Priest, Todd Gilliland, Noah Gregson, people like that. Eric Jones, Ty Gibbs, Michael McDowell. You know, I don't think it's going to take him very long to. I don't think it's going to. I don't think it's as detrimental as what everyone thinks it would. It's still going to be a struggle to your point, one hundred percent. Well. <clears throat> it will be in the playoffs. Oh my though. goodness, yes. Playoffs for sure. Because all of a sudden they're not going to get those points reset at every round. 
you know, because didn't the, didn't the top ten or so get extra points in the uh, in the in each round? And you know, like the, when it gets reset, don't they get like more points I, the higher you finish the regular season? No, that's a good question. I don't think so, but like I, I think I think you get bonus points for how you finish in the I regular. I feel season. like you're right. And if they don't get like in the top five, six, seven, eight, or something like that, that you're not going to see those bonus points. Like they're not going to show up the way they that that they would have uh, any other time. So it'd be something to keep an eye on. Absolutely. I just I think it's going to be I think it's going to have an impact for sure. Before we get into Coda, let's talk about this little funny thing that happened with um, Brad Keselowski and Denny yes. Hamlin. Okay, so. Uh, all credit to these drivers for actually holding it because uh, some drivers don't, and that's disgusting. But when you you get out of the car, sometimes you bypass all the media, and you're like, hey, I've been in that car for three and a half, four hours now. I got to use the bathroom, right? So you jump out of that car, and you take off to the to the porta potties or whatever happens to be there. We actually saw it. It's funny. We saw it at Talladega. A lot of the drivers, uh, they stopped their truck on the, uh, you know, the parade laps after they do the uh, driver intros. They take a truck around and waves all the fans. Yeah. They stopped their trucks, um, maybe about three hundred yards uh, towards turn four, and jumped out of the truck. And there's a gap in the fence to a bunch of porta potties, and they all one by one went over there. And used the bathroom and then went to their cars down pit road. Oh, interesting. So it's like, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't think about that. I never noticed that before, but every one of them did it. Just about every one of them did it. And the ones I forgot about it, they walked back up pit road and went back to those porta potties and come back to their cars. But, um, Brad Keselowski jumps out of his car and he takes off pretty quickly to a Porter John. So he gets in it. And I don't know why we got a camera focused on this. That's I had a I had a question about that. Why is there a camera focused on this? I have no, no idea. idea. It looked like a TV camera too, because it was a good quality. Yeah, no idea. So some Fox camera guy was zoomed in on this one porter potty, like he knew this was going to happen. That Brad Keselowski got in, and you can't miss Brad Keselowski. He's in his big orange uh, fire suit from his Hawaiian Roll sponsorship. Which, by the way, that car looked a lot better this year. Than a lot better. Now, that blue was so ugly to me last year. I know, I know you liked it, but I hated that car last year. This year, pretty cool car. I like. I like. I like it a lot. But he's there. He's just he's in the porta potty, and the camera's still focused in on. There's other people coming in and out of the ones beside it because it's like a row of them. And here comes Denny Hamlin. I don't know why Brad didn't lock the door. What's I have no idea why there's somebody filming this. <laughs> But it all came together, and hit Denny Hamlin opened that door, <laughs> slammed it back real quick. <laughs> Man, I loved it. <laughs> and, and he came on Twitter, and he because somebody somebody tagged him in that video, and he came on Twitter and said it smelled like rolls in there. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I wonder if it was a situation where Brad Kozlowski he really really had to go use the restroom and he uh just so happened to pick the one porta potty that didn't lock and when you're that close you're <laughs> like okay i'm at a point of no return i cannot go look for another one that actually locks because i mean he still had his helmet on his hans device on his fire suit was 
obviously still on. So he had to take all that stuff off just to alleviate the pressure inside him. You know what I mean? Like it was, oh man, it was a rough situation. So, I mean, I probably would have done the same. I don't think I've ever sat on the toilet with my helmet on. <laughs> that's that's true. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh TMI, when you go and uh you go to race with me anyway, I would always have that issue before the race started because nerves. Sure. You know, it would kind of it would mess me up a little bit. And I'd be like, oh, you know, I'd take some stuff to kind of help me out with it. That's why, like, I had a Subway sponsorship for a little bit. That's why I like that sponsorship, because it was something easy on the stomach before, you know, it's just a sandwich, before I would go race, and I wouldn't be eating anything like a cheeseburger or something heavy. You know, it was kind of helped me out with that a little bit. But <clears throat> I've never I've never had the issue where I was doing it with my helmet on. <laughs> you know what we could call this? What's oh that? Oh, my gosh. I just thought of this. The dump and run. <laughs> the dump That's what run. Hamlin did. He saw it. He said, uh-uh, I'm gone, brother. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Oh, man. And like, like I said earlier, I don't want to like Hamlin, but, man, he's so funny on Twitter. He is, he, I'm sure he's a fantastic a, person. If you say so. Let's talk about Kota. Kota. Um, Circuit, uh, what is it Circuit called? of the Americas. Circuit of the Americas. They actually, whatever. It's in Texas, Austin, right? Austin, Texas. Yeah. <sighs> Circuit of the Americas. Anywho, we got a couple of new rule things going on. Yes. With this particular race. Uh, first off, the big one, no stage cautions. Yes. This will be the first race I heard since, what, 2016? That's not going to have planned cautions? Ugh. Dude, that was like seven years Hallelujah. ago. Hallelujah. We haven't had a race in seven years that didn't have planned yeah. cautions? Jeez. I feel every bit That's of awful. It. I'm interested to see how it's going to work. It could end up being a boring thing where one person kind of just takes off and does everything. But honestly, I think there's going to be plenty of enough cautions because Coda is a little wild sometimes. Most of these road coasters are, especially towards the end of the race. But um, yeah, I, I'm curious to know how it's going to be. I do like the fact that you don't have to choose between stage points and winning the race yes. now. Because that was always the issue. Totally, one hundred percent agree with you. It's gonna be, it's definitely gonna be a callback for all those fans that are saying, take, you know, like us, you know, take cautions out of stage racing, keep stage racing, just take the cautions out. It's gonna, it's gonna be a good, like, okay, yeah, I could see that happening at Dover. I could see that happening at Kansas, whatever, or Talladega. I don't know. I think it, I think it's the right step, and hopefully NASCAR will see this and say, yeah, okay, we can probably Im implement that at super speedways next and then possibly just do away with the, the caution stage racing. I, I think it has to be at Daytona. It has to be. Oh, wait, you're hey. saying let it? Like the yeah no no let let the uh, no stage caution thing happen at Talladega and oh Daytona gosh, because yes. they I mean you talk about safety and stuff you're automatically taking away bunching up the field for another big one exactly twice in a race you know so I feel like you have to have it that way there but they like the packs I guess um 
the longer restart zone is gone this weekend. Oh, good deal. Yeah, we got the uh, the old shorter restart zone back. It, from what I understand, it is something that drivers and uh, NASCAR they wanted, like they everybody wanted to to get the give the options and stuff, and the drivers wanted it. But after a few races, a bunch of them said eh, it really didn't matter. So they just said, okay, we'll, we'll put it back. I don't know what the point is. Um, and also, I think for the first time ever on a road course, they will have the choose rule. Yeah. Which you should know if you're listening to us. But if you don't, there's a a uh, an orange triangle just past the start-finish line. And that's going to be where the cars get to choose whether they're going to the left of it or to the right of it. And on a road course, I say left or right. Otherwise, it'd be inside or outside. But that way, if a bunch of guys line up on the uh, preferred line, which would be on the inside, going to the first corner probably, everybody line up there. Maybe you have the first five or six guys line up. Well, seventh place is like, I'm not doing that. So he goes on the outside. All of a sudden, he's starting second place. Right. Instead of seventh. And you saw a lot of that at Atlanta. Actually, there were a few times where somebody deep in the field was everybody on the outside and it'd be eight or nine cars on the outside and somebody deep in the field would run up there and get the inside row. And all of a sudden there'd be a quick caution and boom, they're in the top five. Right. You know, so that's one of the advantages of the choose rule when everybody has to, you know, stay in the same lane for some reason, but that's being implemented here for the first time too. Um, there's also a lot of, New drivers yes. this week. Um, the, uh, for what I understand, there are two F1 champions, and there's an IMSA Rolex champion. Yeah. And Jimmy Johnson. And Connor Daly as well. Yeah, and, and an IndyCar star. Yeah, Connor Daly. There's a lot, a lot going on this week at Coda. Yeah. I, I don't really first, honestly, those drivers also have to get qualify on time, which is going to be really, really difficult to do, especially at a road course. I don't see, and I'm, I'm being completely hopeful that all these drivers will make it, but I don't see Jimmy Johnson making it. I don't see Connor Daly making it. I don't see a majority of these drivers. I think, uh, I, I think like three of them, three of them will make it or something. Three of them will go home. Three of them will make it something like that. So it's going to be kind of like a, a race within a race before the race <laughs> with practice and qualifying mm -hmm. and stuff. I just don't, you know, if I was a Connor daily, I certainly wouldn't get my hopes up. If I was a Kimmy, whatever his name is, I'm, and I mean that no disrespect. I don't, I don't know who that person is. I don't, I don't know the drivers off the top of my head either. You know, lie. I just don't see it being very uh, good for them, but I mean, I could be completely wrong. They might make the show and they might win the race. Jimmy Johnson, you know, if, if we've learned anything from Jimmy Johnson, it is simply do not count him out of anything. Um, I believe one of the F1 champions actually won an F1 race here at this track. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm with you with uh, Connor Daly. If he if he's in that same car he was at Daytona, oof, thoughts and prayers. Uh, yeah. He 
he shouldn't have never made that race at Daytona. That was embarrassing. <laughs> really embarrassing to watch him race that yeah. car or drive around the track in that car several seconds behind with that with all the money that floyd mayweather says that he has man yeah. you would think that they would be top notch like joe gibbs racing if they were serious about nascar if they're not serious about I'm it like track house get out of here you know don't don't waste our time yeah i like track house or 2311 yeah i mean they're putting money into it i mean what's what is going on with that 50 car it's just it's, it's being ran it's, and it's, op well not ran but it's being uh uh, funded by Floyd Mayweather, I think is the big issue. It's just, man, I mean, it's it turned into a joke. Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, even the name of it, the joke. money team, it's just about as bad as the Petty Group is now. <laughs> yeah, I I still can't even think of what Petty's name is. is Legacy it? Motor Club. Legacy Motor Club. I don't know why I keep want to call Auto Club. Yeah, I do too. Legacy Motor Club. Goodness gracious, that's so stupid. Anyway, uh. Before we get out of here, you got any uh, final thoughts on what to look forward to this weekend? Uh, big turn one. That turn one is so, so sharp, and you are going to see a madhouse on those you know, restarts or the start of the race or whatever the case may be. Watch turn one out of the 21 turns that coda has to offer it's going to be really tight it's going to if it's you know depending on what the weather is if it's going to be rainy it's going to be dangerous uh if it's if it's going to be sunshine and whatnot it's going to be real slick so watch for a lot of uh drivers locking up the front brakes watch uh flat spotting tires watch people dive bombing uh, turn one out of complete desperation. It's going to be a fun race. It's and especially with no cautions uh, for staging. So it's going to be it's going to be really really interesting. Uh, I got a couple of drivers too to look at this weekend. Um, just if anybody needs any help or just to just to think about it a little bit. And also, even if you're not playing in the fantasy cup, just you know some idea of what to expect this weekend. But then again, you never know. You never know how these races. And go. if you are listening um, and you're not a part of our fantasy cup series, uh, it is not too late. You just have to let one of us know and, and <laughs> we can get you added and we can kind of run through everything. It is not too late. It's never too late. Some of the drivers I think you should look at uh, AJ Allmendinger. This is usually one of his, these road courses like this, this and Indy, they're kind of his specialty. You know, if he's going to have any chance of winning one of these things, he almost won it last year. Um, Alex Bowman almost won it last year too, but he almost backed into the win. So we'll see how, I don't know if you need to look at that or not. Chastain did win this race last year. This was his first win. And then you have people that won before like, uh, Chastain's teammate, you know, Daniel Suarez. He got his first win last year on a road course. The eight car. Yes. Tyler Reddick. He, he, um, he won a couple of races last year on road courses. Then you got to look at the actual cars if they're not in the same cars uh, with Almendinger and Chastain and Suarez. They're all in the same equipment. But where's the equipment that Reddick won? Kyle Busch. It's with Kyle Busch. Yeah. So there's, a, there's an option to look at too. You don't have to, you can't just look at what driver did what. You got to look at what car did yeah. what too. Because a lot of that is carryover. You know, if you have a winning car, you know, the next year, next, you know, four or five months, whenever you come back to it, you're probably bringing that same Absolutely. car back. You know, so it's proven, you know, it has, it happened just as early as last year 
when we saw two different drivers race the exact same car and win at Kansas Motor yeah, Speedway. Absolutely. Right. So I'm looking forward to how it's going to go. I don't necessarily like road courses, but my favorite driver won last year. So I'm looking forward to how this is going to go too. I honestly hope he can pull it off back to yeah, back. Yeah. And if anybody's from our fantasy cup is listening before you choose, just choose anybody besides Kyle Larson because when Kyle Larson goes to victory lane, I want those 50 points. I don't want anyone else having 50 <laughs> points. That's my 50 points. All right. Well, Matt, you chose now to get that loud pillow. Okay. I think we're going to get out of here. That's going to do it for the show. Uh, we're going to run down the uh, podcast drafting partners real quick. Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast, uh, go-to listen to me for me every single week, and uh, Scott Side Project, the Drunk Wrestling History Podcast. Doing the favor with Eric and Barry. They're not running any new episodes right now, but they got a good back catalog to check out. Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. I just recently listened to the WrestleMania 13 Ooh. episode, fun episode. Uh, Howling with the Wolf with Jason Wolf and his amazing Chop Shop as well. Um, I wish I could get more stuff from him honestly i saw some i saw some decals he was making up and man it's gonna be hard to not jump in on a couple of those it looked like he was teasing um but i'll see i'm i'm trying and uh also a disney world podcast uh listen to uh magic and the mouse so check those guys out and uh yeah really fast jason wolf just needs to go in business with himself because my goodness <laughs> that dude is unbelievably talented i'm not a hasbro guy i'm not interested in the retros or the hasbros never have you know been big on those but the the detail and the art that he creates on those is just unbelievable I, I agree. I got a shelf. Yeah. Order. So I don't have a single one, but I'm just like, man, the, the talent on that guy. But getting back to the draft, or the podcast drafting partners, as always, uh, Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, shop.banemusic.com. Go check that out. Uh, go listen to the archives of You Know It's Fake Right. Also, Saturday Morning Rumble Wheel with Brian Breaker and Travis, uh, Travis Fowler. <laughs> Saturday Morning Rumble Wheel with Brian Breaker and Daniel Cross. TB Toy Cast, which I'm actually wearing their shirt right now. I wore it all day at work uh, with Brian Breaker and Travis Fowler. No Holds Bar with the legendary Bill Benis. Uh, you heard their commercial earlier. Go check out Tales from the Estate with Drew and Caitlin with cameos from Rocco and Cole. Did Drew have a question? I don't think he did. I don't remember a question. I don't remember one either, but I... I think they were just talking about the uh, fantasy oh, yeah, and how much fun uh, they're that's having. That's right. I think... I swore he asked a question, though. I'll have to go back and... Well, yeah, we'll go back and listen. If he did, we'll answer Absolutely. Uh, just like Tales from the Estate, you also heard Pulling Up a Chair with our friend Tim at a Chair Shots commercial as well. Go check out that podcast. Stolen Gimmicks Pro Wrestling Podcast with Joe and Jordan. Uh, Reffing It Up with Brian Hebner drops every Thursday where RJ from the In the Marbles Fantasy Cup is actually the producer. Uh, Lionel Racing, the official diecast producer of NASCAR, has a podcast called Authenticated, the Diecast Collector's Podcast, and that is all I got. Well, thank everybody for listening to this week's show. If you would please rate and review us and follow us on all the social media platforms, Twitter and Instagram at In the Marbles Pod, and you can also find us on Facebook. Just search In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan and look for that Davy Allison, uh, white, red, and black, number 53 logo, and that's us. You can also email the show any questions or comments at inthemarblespod at gmail.com. 
And if you go to watermaneuver.net, uh, click the left top left tab, search by store, scroll down to In the Marbles, and there you'll see our shirts. And most of the other people we listed here on our podcast directly partners, they also have shirts, search stores there too. So just scroll through, see what you like. And um, if you go to skinnymixes.com, search some of their products up, see if you like anything. And if you do, go to checkout, use the code MARBLES, and you'll get 10% off your first order. And for we get out of here, you got anything? As always, peace love and all the above and we'll see you next time in the marbles <laughs>